Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 26th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, last uh, last recording from the in-laws basement. So got you the know. got the two-year-old is running upstairs. It sounds like if you hear something that sounds like a herd of elephants, that's what it is. Yep, yep. Two-year-old can be a herd of elephants. That's right. When they start going and they... Running around the house. That's right. So where are you off to? You back home? Are back you finally home. Out of the basement. Out of back the dungeon. Home. Back dungeon to the shed. Crew. All right. The From the dungeon to the shed. <laughs> Living large over there. Um, it's, uh, it's funny. You know, I take calls out there and, and multiple times people calls. have been like, but like, are we sure there's not a hostage situation going? Are on? you the Unabomber that we're trying to do <laughs> business with here? Yeah. So I need to need to put a little time TLC <laughs> into the uh, into the shed to make it a little bit more more uh, normal looking. Uh, well, it was a momentous week. Momentous. What was it? Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday morning. You know, for our fans, our partners, our media partners, our sponsors, everybody involved in the golf. I guess the fans too. Uh, big Wednesday. Everything's changing, though I will say things do seem to be returning back to normal here on Thursday morning. We have preferred yeah. lies in play at the Tour Championship, and Golf Digest has just tweeted an update on Mike Visaki. So we are uh, we are getting yeah, back to normal here after hole some one. I saw that. revolution. Oh, yeah. The, the long tail of Katniff Visaki content never ends. So... We do have a couple things getting us back to normal here on Thursday morning as we record this. But as Big of Wednesday, Poppin has had a backup. Big Mike was saying, let's see if JT can get involved somehow, <laughs> some way. Um, all right, let's do, let's. I don't know where do you want to start with this. I think we most people hopefully have the nuts and bolts, but we can. I don't do know that. if everybody has the nuts and bolts, but I mean more more or less. What what they were what was discussed in concept and reported you know a bit by No Lane Up and others about uh, Delaware last week was quickly turned around into uh, more than a concept and the plan for next year, not 2024, next year. In part, I, I don't know that it'll be fully fleshed out, but it's being implemented in part for next year. There will be twelve elevated events for 2023. The PIP is going from 10 to 20 guys and up to $100 million. It's Q score. That PIP is now removing Q score on social media, and there's some new awareness metric being put in. So these elevated events are largely being determined by PIP players. Um, then I don't think largely. Largely, but I mean, uh, PIP. if you want the PIP money, you got to participate in them. I think it starts with the PIP, and then they build out from there. You can qualify. Yeah. You earn entry based on where you are. Uh, they haven't really defined that, have they yet? W- how you gain entry? No, no. So like- I think I think like an important note of this is just like the this is 
put together in a pinch for 2023, 2024. Yes. And this, this is just a shell of, I think, what they want to do. Right. It's a way to get things going right away and then obviously sharpen and flesh it out for 2024 um, in terms of who qualifies and where these events may be for next year, which again, this is being done quickly. And I, I want to give credit to the tour for jumping on it quickly, but not too much because they didn't really have a lot of choice. Like they needed to get their ass to get act together and do it. Like I, I do give them credit for saying no or for not saying no <laughs> to this proposal and, and, saying yes quickly but it's also like it was kind of either like you jump off the cliff or don't jump off the cliff it was like you had a couple choices and they were kind of not the hardest choices i suppose yes i i think it it's frustrating the tour is extremely frustrating and how slow it can move with things right and given that the schedule was already out it really limited what they could do you know, the schedule being released, purse amounts, you know, sponsors, you know, field sizes have all been finalized. So with that, there was very little that they could do, but they did the little that they could do and they did it very quickly. And, you know, again, like you said, there wasn't much of a choice because if they didn't do this, it's like you, you're facing a mass exodus that's of, you know, I mean, the reality of this the situation is like the tour is, is a couple guys away from being in really bad shape, you know, being gone more than a couple, but yes, not, not a lot. I would say, and you know, this is the, the, we are at like the, the most, you know, important juncture of it and they got it done and they deserve to be applauded for that. They, they passed through that, but you know, and I'll say that that's a good job by Jay Monahan. But I think from from where I stand on this thing, that that the entire regime needs to go. That well, all right, we're getting quickly from nuts and bolts to, to takes and opinions. Um, but I, I, yeah, okay, let's just go there then. Um, so that the, there's some big changes coming. Uh. We hit the big ones. They're elevated events. There's a tour within a tour. There, we've talked about how to get there. I think you're maybe not wrong in that if there's going to be a new tour, and it's it's not brand new, there's new concepts, should fresh thinking come in? Should people who don't feel moored, moored or anchored, tethered, whatever you want to use there, to old ways of thinking, old ways of operating, old ways of having to kowtow to people who should have been told to pound sand or you're inconsequential or this does not matter to the larger thing, they shipped out in favor for maybe new folks. Is that the what fact you're that, suggesting? Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think you saw it yesterday at the press conference. There's two guys up there. One guy was like confusing to listen to. Back to He's, back. Yeah. He seemed to like not really know what was going on. I think there's like there was some clarity issues with the pip and and what that gets you from that conversation. Um, he didn't really have some good answers to a lot of questions. I think one of the biggest things to me is that you're a leader. You're the leader of this organization, 
it has not been a good six months for you in terms of like things are going poorly. Everybody knows they're going poorly. And when asked about like, do you regret anything from the last, nothing, no blame is at all taken on. You know, like one of the, and I, obviously I think it would have run its course with a lot of guys, right? Yeah. Um, Phil Mickelson being ostracized, uh, you know, as one of the, the premier players ever on the PGA tour was a bad look, but I don't know if that would, could have been avoided. Right. He seemed to be pushing his way, but I think that some inaction could have saved the likes of some players like Cam Smith. Um, You know, some of the players where you're like, man, I really wish they hadn't lost him. You know uh, who knows with Brooks or Bryson, you know, I, I don't know, but, it seems like a little bit swifter, more more action. But most importantly, what kind of leader stands up there and says, like, you know, I like he never took he's never I've never once seen him take any shred of blame. And this has been a catastrophic disaster on on the tours part. And you know, if things go wrong at the and the number one thing you want your leader to do is be the one that t- that falls on the sword, and he's done none up. of that. Well, that was a, well, the, uh, yeah. He's done I mean, none of that. He he is a glorified salesperson, and you're asking him to innovate now. And and this is the same guy that told these players for the last two years that they didn't need to change anything, that they were on the best tour in the world, and now you're introducing this radical new idea, and like. The majority of tour leadership has come up through this tour and this ideological thinking of like, this is a membership organization. We serve the players. We serve number 100 the same way as number one. Those days are done. They are, they're over and it's time for just a reboot. And this is not, I do not take this lightly calling for somebody's job, but we're at this point, this critical point with the PGA tour and I I personally, I do not want to cover golf. I don't want to cover a prof- men's professional golf being run by the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia. That's just my personal opinion, okay? And you can, you can be mad at me for that or whatever. That's just like, it's not really a sport I want to cover regularly. I want the tour to win because I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the tour and personally, but like they're way better than live. Um, and from that standpoint, you need to clean house because the very, you've got this concept and I think it was a this really was a good positive. week for the PGA tour. No, I was going to start this with is, the PGA tour back week. and here we are. I know. This is I know. a great week. This was a great first step. Can I but just add? Can I, I don't can, have faith that they can execute the minute details, the very most important things, the little details. For example, the pip. Yeah. I would, and I would, how you're going to fill these fields, how you're going to get rid of them. I saw that there. I just there's a two-year exemption now for tournament championship, tournament of uh, anybody that makes the, the uh, final of the FedEx Cup. What are we doing adding more exemptions? That goes against the whole ethos of what we're trying to get rid of 
I guess like well, the whole problem, right, was that this just became glut. It became gluttonous, right? Yes. Well, number one versus number 200 was almost the same, or 125 was the same guy. I remember that quote Monahan had at the players. And it said, it's like, we have 144 stars out here. Do you remember that? It's like something about yes. how it's like all our start. Like there were people showing up, as many people are showing up to watch, you know, Tyler Duncan. Sorry, Tyler. Mackenzie versus, Hughes, uh, who's yeah. in the news. Versus whoever, Tiger Woods. Um, like the, the big issue that started this whole thing was glut, right? And I kind of think like, I, of course that started, preceded Jay Monahan for sure. Preceded him. Yeah. But he really like, that was like his big contribution, I would say. It was like expanding this glut that became their primary weakness without foresight to thinking of like that might cause problems, structural issues and, and vulnerability. I, I think a lot of this while seeming so inconsequential, much of this starts a little bit with the fall series starting to get, become this wraparound schedule, starting to get uh, FedEx cup points. And these guys feeling like they're falling behind and got to play more. And who are these Jamokes, you know, that are way ahead of us because they're playing and when nobody wants to play. And I think that was a kind of a critical misstep in terms of creating this this glut of events and players that sort of watered everything down. I think that was a critical misstep. I think I think uh, I, I got to Yeah, I, I just think that he he's not been. If you want to, him to be the person to innovate this new innovate or execute on this new vision. Or this the regime, not just him. You're walking in some tenuous ground. I mean, if you had somebody, if you're on a ship and somebody just steers you in the wrong direction for ten days, and when people, whenever somebody questioned it, they said, "Oh, we're going the right direction," without a doubt, had no no sort of other plans. Like, oh, you know, if I'm going the wrong way in the car, my wife says something. I might be like, I might second guess and be like, well, maybe I should look it up. Maybe I, I should just, look it up that I'm go if I'm going the wrong way to while all signs point to, he went the one way without any semblance of looking back and saying, am I going the wrong, right way? Do you trust this person at the most critical time for your tour to bring the ship back into the right, into the right spot? When it's against everything he has said is the while, right direction for this. While team. we're doing this audit of the Monaghan era, I'd say this other on course, like on structural big change was the staggered start. The net. I mean, Cantley's ripping on that. And but positively, on the positive, like everybody rips on. I, I don't think that's long for the world. Players, fans, others. Like that wasn't a good stroke. Um well, just to speak positively, like the TV deal, they, I'm not saying Jay, he and his team did was good. It was really well, smart and strategic. He's a great sales guy on the timeline. Yeah. That's what he came up as. He's a sales guy. He's not an innovator. And right now, like, it's really clear when you looked at the two guys up there talking, Rory was the guy that was, was that delivered the goods, you know, between the two, you know, talks like, Rory had the answers. Yeah. Rory had the vision. You know, it's. And I think like as painful as it is, like I think the plan was 
we'll get this, the big picture done and hand it off. But I would implore the people that are behind this plan that you can't just hand it off because that's where all the oversight will go and it will morph back into all of the problems that made well, you vulnerable from the start. Well, and the other issue is like, um, this is far from over. I, I wouldn't say we're exactly. PGA Tour fanboys at all. Like we wanted the PGA Tour to change. I, I'm excited about these changes, but um, this is their big counter to think that there aren't counters coming from the other side. To think that this won't continue to escalate, whether you want to be in an escalation battle with the sovereign wealth fund seems inadvisable, but they had to do something. Obviously this is really, really good, strong unified stance for now. Does that mean the, the, they're up in the fees for a lot of these guys, right? They could pick off different guys. The guys they thought were rock solid, all of a sudden are getting crazy offers that they, you know, have to take or it would be crazy not to take. So to think that um, this is now going to be the status quo for Live and the tour is probably silly. And do you want the people who've overseen the last two plus years to also oversee that continued push and pull counter? you know, and recounter, right? I mean, that, that seems yeah. to be, a, it's not going away. It's it's not going away. And it's just, you know, we're at this point now where they have, they have to execute all the little details to win. Yeah. It's not, it's not a, it's not a big picture. I think they've got the direction that they want to go in, but that direction can be muddled so quickly. Like these events in, you know, with the pip, with the top 60 players, top 70 players. And I think like, I think the, the point of contention um, on the internet with this is like, oh, it's just more WGCs. We talked about this um, on when, Wednesday's show. Yeah. Um, and the line between nailing these events and having them be really like spectacles, things that people must watch, like must see tour golf and being like soulless, lifeless cash grabs is so thin. Right. Like it is really easy to screw that up. We've already seen this play out with both live and WGCs. Like the difference between having something feel authentic and, and real and meaningful and something feel like nothing is really the line. The margin for error is not that high. You know, the, you you need to nail the little details like the people in the field like you can't get to a point where it's like you know this guy Graham McDowell let's not use Graham McDowell but let's just use um and I I, I hope this never gets to the point because I love watching him play golf but like Adam Scott's in this event and it's three years in but in and the reason he's in the event was because he was part of the 23 22 guys three years ago and he got a five-year exemption into these events because of that. Like, these are the silly things that can happen with, with the tour. Scott could become bad to watch and unappealing. Is yeah, that I, I'm not saying that. future where that could like, happen? Yeah, and and it's like, saying. oh, Adam Scott's 720th in the world. Like, I'm not saying that's going to happen. And I've tried to use some just like, but like, these are like the little things that can derail this. And it becomes like, and it's why everything needs to be bulletproof. I, I particularly loved Rory's quote about competition. And like he, you know, the question he was posed was about this popularity, like this pip thing. And it, his response was like, we're trying to build 
a tour for young, ambitious players who want to be the best player in the world. And that that's got to be the guiding light. Right. And and these things have to center around that. And every decision all the way down to the to the Canadian tour and the Latin American tour need to be with that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think. um, And I don't know if organizationally and that's that's where it goes back. Like, I don't know if organizationally you got the right guys at the top to 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 execute on a vision so drastically different than the vision that they have executed on for the last 20 years. Well, will the pl- players now have more empowerment with some of their own, seems like some of their own consultants, some of their own outside help, whether that be management agents, consultants of their own choosing business guys they trust, will they be empowered to say, uh-uh, like we're the 22, like we're not going to do this, you know, we don't think that's a smart move. And is that, does that create issues in terms of strong leadership, execution, implementation of, of this plan? Yeah. And, and like, let's be realistic about this, right? This, this, I don't think this was necessarily the best, the best possible thing for the tour, right? Now, if you were creating like a dream scenario, I think you would blow it up and start over. And you would just say, this is a brand new, this is a solution, probably the best solution without blowing it up. If yeah. that makes sense, right? It right. is. This is a solution that maintains the constructs of the tour. Yep. Well, now, if that- you were going to say, what's the best solution? It would be like, all right, we're just going to start over. And this is how we, we structure the tour. And next season, we're not doing any of that. We're going to have all of our sponsors rebuy it. They didn't want that. That would be a crazy undertaking. But like, this is the best solution in terms of short of Rory and Tiger being like, we're just splintering off and we're going to kill the tour and start our own. You know, well, th- that that gets me to a little bit of one thing that sort of left me wanting with this. And, and I will say this is great. This is a really good, exciting development. I think it's changed. Yes. Like this is positive. Like we're, this is very exciting. Like something had to happen, right? It, it had to happen. This had to happen or nothing. There was no tour maybe beyond next year. But the elevated, elevated, elevated events or whatever they are, are four majors, players, Kapalua, LA, Bay Hill, Memorial, match play, three FedEx Cup playoff events, preferred lies playoffs, um, and then four TBA elevated events, you know, t- to be determined. I think, and they couldn't do this. This just gets to your point. One thing that left me sort of, I don't know. Ah, I wish we could have done that. And I know I, I, I don't operate within the confines of having to run this business. I operate in being able to be a pundit and comment, you know, with less consequence. But why couldn't those have been started from scratch, right? Because it seems like they're just going to be plucked from things that already exist. And that's cool. That's going to be cool for the John Deere one year. That's going to be cool. Like, I think you can also do that. But why can't we create new events, put them out to bid, and put just totally new ways of thinking, new markets, new sponsors, new field construction? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm just saying more guys are going to be at this event that already exists and already kind of has a meh quality to it. I don't know that that was the best. 
best well, path I, forward. But they got to do think, it for next year. So yeah, and I think this is what what I was just talking about is that like this is one of the disadvantages of doing it within the confines of the old system, which is the safe way to do it. And I I don't think it was necessarily a du- I think it was a smart like a smart move in the in a pinch. But what I would say, what I'm excited to see is what does it look like in 2023 and 2024? There was very little they could have done for next year. And I really applaud. Like, I think like what they've done and put in place for next year is a really good first step. But where my concerns lie, especially, and this is where they lie with like the current administration running this and, and putting it in the, the small, small details is like, 2023 2024 should look better and like you said there should be new events and new markets and new new sponsors of said events part of this series and then 2024 and 2025 should look even more different like this should be like this is a war that isn't going away with live and it's over the next five years and what i would say is that this thing in its current conception is a very good first step but the key to this is going to be how it evolves, how it gets better, how how the corn fairy and the bottom tier of the B- PGA Tour interact more, how the how corn fairy and the Latin American Tour and the, Ca- the Canadian Tour interact more. That those are the necessary steps that are going to make them win the war. They just threw a nice little counterpunch to live, and but the way they win outright is the is the next tranche of steps and evolution of this idea yep yep speaking of putting things out to bid we put our shoe shoe company shoe sponsorship out to bid and we we no, did I'm just kidding we came back we hit up everybody and we got rio mar rio mar is back um they <laughs> they are the official i don't know to be to be honest we we have hit up no other shoe company that was a joke that's what, that was what I was getting. At. We were, we had a coal hot and whatever else, you know. Um, Rio Mar, the official shoes of the shotgun start and the fried egg. I this is a real fact. Bullsh- no bullshit side. I've been like wearing these out, just pounding through the summer in these. Uh, um, I'm not saying the shoes are worn out. Like wearing them nonstop. I will say we've done the ad reads. They're waterproof, whatever, stinky proof, antimicrobial. Um. They do not smell. I wear them I, to the is, pool. I wear them to the point. pool. I, I get out of the pool. I, I wear them more than flip-flops now, exclusively, almost to the pool. I don't wear them to the beach because I don't like sand getting all inside. I'll be honest. I, I put wet feet in them. They never smell. They never smell. This is my own personal testimony. Real Mar, that, that has made a great impression on me all summer. Because I feel Here's like I the take thing. them off in a friend's house and not worry about it. If you... If you just like take care of these in terms of like making sure you don't leave them out, like, you know, I, I don't know. They're waterproof, but I don't know if you could just like leave them outside for like two years. How they be. <laughs> like, but like if you take like modest care of these shoes, they will last a long time, which is like so contrary. And like to be to tell you the style, they're like your your casual loafer. Driver um, shoes, driver yeah, box, like things like that. Yeah, things you could wear and some you can dress them up, you can dress them down. But if you take modest care of the, these shoes, I've had a pair for two years now that are still good. 
They don't yeah. smell. They st- like I still wear them all never the time. Never wear socks with them. Almost yeah. never, right? And right. and they still are good shoes. And I yeah. can't that's like the best testimony is like that's, it's not about how I like them day one. I'm yeah. 2 years in and yeah. I love them. That's my selling point too. It's just how much I've worn these without having. But another little quirk of them, they've got the bearings, which you can make your own personal touches. So if you already have them, you can order new bearings in your college football Brand colors. New they shoes. have the, the whole color wheel deal, you know, where you can pick out your color. You can find your burnt orange or your whatever color fit, suits your you university can get your Georgia, or NFL Georgia team, dogs. Your Georgia dogs. Like that. Whatever bearings. you want. Get the new bearings for uh, NFL football season. Oh, the, the the proprietor of this said you could also get Sharky's league team colors if you like. Poor aces, you can figure out what colors are for the, the Ironheads and maybe make Ironheads bearings on top of your loafers and wear them to Boston or whatever, Rich Harvest Farms in, in a couple of weeks. So I've heard uh, that it, it, we cannot call it Boston. I think it's a, a friend of the program said it's insulting to Boston, more to insulting say. to Worcester. Worcester? Worcester. 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 Massachusetts, because yeah. it's actually closer to Worcester, and that's the second biggest city in in Massachusetts. And it's insulting that they're calling it Boston when it's really it's it's live Worcester. We live Worcester, home of the College of the Holy Cross, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been out to Worcester a couple of times. Um, all right, yeah. So go to realmar.com, Whether you're in Worcester, Boston, uh, whatever the international. Rich Harvest, no matter wherever you may be, you go to riomar.com. Panavidra. Use the promo code SGS15. Uh, you in order some new bearings or order new shoes all together. Do some perusing. Riomar, R-I-O-M-A-R.com. All right. Uh, what are you so so now back, say, back to back to this discussion? I'd say we have some outstanding questions from an otherwise very encouraging day. What other questions might you have? Oh, well, hey, are there four events you want to see for next year? Like, let's just talk about instant. What four events do you want bumped up? What four events do you want elevated? This does not mean uh, they're part of the long-term plan, but all we know is four next year are getting the call up to the bigs. Um, what might that be? Where could Patrick Cantlay, where could Xander Shoffley be strutting around with Rory, everybody else? Uh, do we want a John Deere? Should we start swing big? Right out of the blocks. John Deere, uh, Harbortown, what do we want? I think what would make a ton of sense for one of the four events is the waste management. It's got to be Q1. Right before before the Super Bowl, it is like, when you talk about opportunities for golf to capture a big audience, is like, that that event has delivered i you know i don't love the golf course but like that event is a great event it is it it's in a awesome slot for general sports audience right yep. like yep. people turn that on before they watch the super bowl it's in, in in kind of the doldrums of 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 basketball season and it it will be a big time event now the one issue is it's the week before the genesis if you can consider that that's one of the four i'd like to see what about you i was going to say pebble but then that's the week before that which you mentioned on wednesday i I don't think they could do that with the whole mess of (laughs) amateur celebrity deals uh but go ahead i would like to see that i just these are going to be full field events 
they aren't going to get chopped down yet for next year. No, that's so I, that's I think, one of the concessions of of this being this year and not next year. Is I that, think Wells Fargo will probably be one between that, that sort of wasteland between Masters and U.S. Open. I think that's PGA. a great one. I I agree with that one. Big city event again, like both of these are big market events. I like that. You know, if they wanted to start thinking international, they should just make the Mexico Open and the Can- Canadian Open. What about the Genesis? The Genesis is already oh the Scottish yeah the Genesis. There's multiple Genesis. I thought you were talking about LA. I think LA. you kind of need to throw a bone. You need to make this somewhat international. I think that's right. That's another you know. The Monahan's response to that was so bad. He he did mention Genesis specifically. That was the one thing he said. Well, maybe a Scottish Open, but he wouldn't go farther. I think that one you got to do. I think that makes sense. Guys are going to be over there, right? Guys are going to go. They already had 14 in the top 15 there this year in the world. So mm-hmm. that would make sense. So it's it again, we're, we're talking about the only 12 month window. Um, do you think beyond the, that? They the, one question, think the one question, the one question, do you think you get contention if you do it weeks before major a week before the major? Because everybody's got a different type of major championship prep. That would be, right. The, I think where you might get pushback on doing the Genesis. Some guys like to play the week before. Other guys don't like to play the week well, before. That's the issue. They got a lot of people who have different ideas. I mean, well, they month, got some guys don't want to play when they're normally off for a month. Oh, now you're telling me I got to go to Charlotte when I usually am not around for a whole month. I, I don't know. I'd rather play two weeks in a row. So Canada, that's where I think Canada and and uh, Scottish. I. Now, like you ask, what what do you think they'll do versus what do you you know? Here's the problem, right? Here's a big problem. It, it, this is obviously a patchwork plan, like you know. It's one this, one year. This is just one year, but he, now I I, I kind of think that they're going to want to throw bones to big partners, like particularly large AT&T. tour partners. AT and T, um. Charles Schwab would be another one that I would think. Uh, RBC sponsors two events, right? Sure. So, so those are those are particularly large partners that I would imagine they want to set service. Not Vedanta Vierta. Now, if we look at May, you you want to give it to Wells Fargo, which fits really well, right? It's it's not right, but the week before a major, it's not the week after a major. It's Two weeks out of the PGA. So that makes a ton of sense. But then the next stretch of events, AT&T, Byron Nelson. So big partner. PGA championship, major championship. Then you go Charles Schwab challenge. Huge partner. Huge then you partner, got the, I guess, for the seniors. Yeah, no, they're putting a bunch of money into the. Then you've uh, got the memorial, which is RA elevated. So if you put if you pick Charles Schwab or AT and T, you'd have three, three of uh, three of four. Yeah, but if you pick, you know, it, you pick you, Wells Fargo, it's similar. You know, it's three ex- of five, right? Exactly. And then you've got the Canadian Open after the Memorial and the U.S. Open. I was going to suggest we're just reading off the schedule at this point, but Travelers are Rocket Mortgage. I mean, if you were going to do it based off of when makes the most sense, right, for pacing, 
you would pick not a lot of room. You'd probably pick the farmers insurance because it's a month after the century yep. tournament of champions and about a month before the Genesis. And then you've got a couple weeks before the API, the players. Then you've got the Dell match play. Like you then you got the Masters, right? So then you would go like what would make the most sense? Wells Fargo for sure. So you just with that, you've got three of four, right? Yep. When does the next one make the most sense for pacing would be the rocket mortgage. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So that's the one that I think makes the most sense. In Unless terms they of, also make the Scottish Open it. Well, the problem is then it's the week before a major. Right. But what if the guys want to play the Scottish Open? So now they got to go play the Rocket Mortgage and then the Scottish and then the Open three weeks in a row. There's all it's, sorts of puzzle pieces. Welcome this, to Jay's life. Welcome to Jay's life. And this is also why it's amazing that they pulled this together because it's from both the player side and the tour side. Everybody's going to have to make some concessions in this calendar year. And, and this is also why it's really important to have the right people make the decisions for the next year so that this is avoided. And there are going to have to be tough dis- tough conversations held with sponsors about, you know, and this is probably why a lot of these events should just be new and they should rip up contracts with certain tournaments. Right. Right. But and and that's the thing. Does this administration that's put has all these relationships in place with these sponsors have the stomach to potentially do that? Yeah, sure. I, I I think there was a lot of some of the critique were like the rich were getting richer and the little guy like this is good for everybody, right? I mean, the the the, the John Deere didn't have a choice. Like it was like like the Rocket Mortgage didn't have a, like if they got to do what they got to do last year was probably the best they could hope for. Maybe yeah. now they, maybe they get a call up every few years as a rotating event. Here's here's my message to anybody that that is saying like, you know, they're really squeezing the little guy. If if Rory, JT, Tiger, all of them go to live. Yeah, there is. no. What, what does the guy. little guy have? Nothing. There is no guy. Little or otherwise. Yeah. Um, other outstanding questions. Who gets credit for this? A lot of people taking credit. A lot of people showering. Phil's Phil, Phil's getting a lot of credit. I'd say um, the coverage of this this past three four weeks summer has been a, as someone who you know I know we get a little worked up. I think when we're here, we're we're hopefully getting worked up in for genuine reasons. It's not born out of you know entertainment or inauthenticity. It's born out of a genuine sort of. Befuddlement, confusion, happiness, excitement, anger, whatever it is. But we get worked up. I'd say the coverage of this has been a little overdramatic in terms of this is a massive shift, a major, major change in the function and foundation of the game. But some of this rush to like write this character play, (laughs) Phil. Who, Who would be doing that? has been a little overdramatic the way it's been covered. And I don't know that it's always been the case. Like, of course, the things that are happening, the changes that are happening are dramatic, but the way 
that we're running to make this black, white, wrong and right. And this person, Phil is responsible for this. I thought it was a little bizarre. Was he, were some of his underlying points accurate? Yes. But like a lot of people are making those underlying points many years ago as well, right? Not just Phil. Phil was the one that decided to go crazy about it and do some bizarre, you know, do use utilize bizarre ways to exercise that leverage and eventually just nuke himself out of the situation. Um, so I, I think like who gets credit for this? I don't know. It's, it's a tricky question, but a lot of people are having some dramatic fun with it, I guess is a long way of saying that. I think in every organization, there's always issues, right? Especially large organizations. And there are two, there are a couple types of people, right? There are people that are just like, oh, well, that's the way it is. Then there are people that know that there are issues and there are a couple different ways that you can go about those issues. And and there are people that love to yell about the issues and and provide zero solutions or, you know, have ideas for solutions but don't know how to properly convey and 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 illustrate those those solutions without going kind of nuclear and and removing themselves from the organization. That's Phil Mickelson, right? And and I think anybody that's worked at a big company probably probably knows that type of person. And then there are people that that understand that there are major issues, um, have some ideas for solutions, and also know how to properly convey those things. And I think that's where Phil was right, and he was kind of the whistleblower. Phil was right about a lot of stuff. He was also wrong about a lot of stuff, too. Like, you know, there are things that he was not, like on the nose about and you know I would probably, say his, his goals and his aims weren't necessarily the most uh magnanimous relative to not that not to say that rory or tiger are acting purely out of uh altruistic reasons like some of the benefits themselves of course but i think they're also trying to save the the tour as well, well i mean phil's motives were always phil right yeah. they were not yeah. like and, and and at this point you know, you talk about how the be- maybe the best solution for the tour doesn't involve the tour as we know it, right? But the the reasoning for Rory and Tiger and this group of players does center around saving the tour and and really saving number one hundred, saving Mackenzie Hughes from playing on the Asian tour or right. the PGA tour without any superstars, right? Right. So I think like it's one thing to know what the issues are. It's another thing to know how to present the issues and win over your peers and present a plan that can actually, you know, coexist. And I think that's what the the thread, the needle that's been threaded by by Rory and Tiger and these players is that they have a working solution that provides them a hope of fighting off the Saudis. Yep. Uh, other like quick nuts and bolts that we didn't get to the purses are to 20 million for these elevated events. Um, we'll get through the nuts and bolts by the end of this. Do you want to talk about the pip? Well, what is it? What do you mean? What about the pip? What's your take on the pip? 
there's an awareness metric to be that is nebulous. I'd really like to know if this was part of the meeting and if this came out of the meeting or if this was a a PGA Tour um, addition. Why? Like, I just can't see those 22 players sitting in the room being like, we need to get we need to get the best players together all, uh, you know. We need to get these best players together more often. And and everybody's saying, okay, how do we do that? And how do we do that could never, like, if you're one of the best players in the world, it's like, well, it's the guys that play the best. Well. The- and I don't know how it then became the pip. How that, like, I don't think anybody could look at last year and be like, this was a smashing success. Hideki Matsuyama wasn't in the PIP, despite having like one of the most historic years that, you know, international sportsman of the year type years wasn't in the PIP. And, and at that point, like, like they seem to have removed those elements, maybe, who might have negatively impacted the PIP does factor in some on course. Like, it's not just pure popularity. Like, you also have to do. FedEx Cup and world rank. Like, it does factor in your on course performance as well. Which is another question. Like, are we going to, can we finally make FedEx cup points like relative to field strength? Is that what's going to happen now? Is it like right now that we have have events and have not events, like, are they all going to be worth 500 FedEx cup points? That's probably not going to be the case, right? We can't keep up that charade. (laughs) So if you're like some fringe guy, just go clean up on the, figure out what you'll play the Barracuda, right? Figure out which the non-elevated events are there. Go take care of business. Um, I, I did a podcast on the fried egg this morning with Joseph Lamania that'll be out. Uh, and he insists that this is the time that they have to remove all FedEx Cup points except for the elevated events. Yeah. The elevated events are the only events that can have FedEx Cup points. Glad you start getting into real, real debates with trying to figure out the membership. This one. So again, they, they, this they is put again, all this. Sh- if that's Sugar where up. you need to go, is Monahan the guy to go there? <laughs> right. This one, they put a lot of sugar on it. That's sort of window dressing with the earnings assurance program. Fine. Good aim. The stipends for non-exempt players, like $5,000 for guys, you know, if they miss a cut. The earnings, you know, you guy gets four, 500 grand up front if you're new or returning. And, you know, if you don't get 500, it's like kind of amount to like five, six guys who might not make that in a year that are fully exempt. Like that's some. I thought I, when I read it the first time, I saw Cone Ferry Tour members, and I texted uh, Skinny Vinny, and I was yeah. like, "Dude, five hundred grand guaranteed." <laughs> and he texted me back. He's like, "No, that's not for me, man." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, bummer." Oh, <laughs> um, that's so cruel. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought I read it, and it says like Corn Ferry Tour member status and above. And I didn't, I was like, oh, corn, for, a full yeah, corn, yeah, like a corn yeah. fairy tour member. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that was like, that made sure there wasn't pushback from the rank and file. I mean, they're the majority, right? They're the majority in body, not in popularity, but in numbers. If you it's start a- removing FedEx cut points from everything, but the elevated events, then you're going to have a little like internecine conflict. And that would I be mean, a that's trickier where thing they, to figure they out. They have to go to this. Yeah, it's the only way it's not so. It's or just the only stagger, way wait these, them. Can't, can't you just wait? Them? No, 
it should be at it should be a ranking uh, eligibility for the big events you play for if you're not in one of the big events. Yeah. yeah and Corn uh, Ferry Tour players could have that same thing. Yeah. It could be eligible. You're playing for eligibility in the lower tier PGA Tour events, and that's how you fill those fields. Like, I mean, this is um, this is the opportunity here is so great, and it's like you can really, really sink your teeth in and reform this tour to get it to be just like so uber competitive. It's just sitting there. The opportunity is there. It's just, I think that the, my big takeaway is this is like. You're set up, but can they get there? There, there. Yes. Also, I would say in addition to that, they've triaged a little bit the immediate threat and wound. Yes. Now you got to think long term. I yes. think what they've gotten is they've gotten the big. What they're not going to have to worry about, hopefully, for the next year. And in who knows, this could change tomorrow. But the idea of when you walk on site at a tour event, the, the the buzz being who's going, who's going, who's going. And that's what they've dealt with really since Riviera. Right. Before For, Riviera. Really, really the before, entire year. Yeah. Since the beginning. Um, other things we've left out. Live pros. They said, you know, he was asked about that. Jay Monahan. He's like, Liv, are you coming back? He's like, no. Like uh, that was not surprising. There's little things about the tour championship, you know whatever else like that has get you into TOC. We talked about that Wednesday 20 wins gives you a lifetime exemption. It doesn't mean you have to play. What was it? You had to play like 10 years in a row or something or 15 D- seasons, DJ rule. 15 seasons, not 10, 15 seasons of membership plus 20 wins. Um, so those are like minor details, but the big one is the elevated thing happening. So um, what else do we got? TGL. Did you want to hit on that? Well, I did want to hit on I one question I had was with live guys. Yeah. What about like Chichara or James Pyatt, guys that have never been members? How's it can they never come? Doesn't seem like it. They they have their avenues to make their way in the world via Asian tour, majors, I, maybe not majors. Like can they go to Corn Ferry Tour Q school? No. One what about Puig, the... who's an amateur? Or Puj? Puj. <laughs> I think we went 0 for 2 and then got it on the third. Um, I don't know. doesn't seem like if you align yourself. What He played one event. Has he played he anything played two or London? three. I think he's played three, all of them. Really? Yeah, as an am. Okay. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It seems like you, you've made that choice. That that feels ripe for some challenge. Part of the court battle, right? Yeah, it seems a, a paragraph seems like or a page or two in the court documents. Maybe want to go that route. Somebody that's never been a member being penalized is, is seems. But you know, in the meantime, it's it won't be decided for fourteen months or whatever. And after a long litigation, I'm sure. I feel if you're like Chachara, you just go. And you've made a lot of money for signing, and you. Tr- try to make your way in the world of pro golf without the PGA tour. Now, is that necessarily fair? Is that, it, is it feasible? Maybe a, a larger way. Is it even feasible? Right. Which might indicate a problem that the tour has too much. Uh, I don't, you've got Westy today. 
alluding that uh, the PGA Tour has killed every other international tour off, more or less, by taking all, riding the back of Tiger and just creating all the money and all the incentive to play in only one place. You can't make your way in the world and golf anywhere else. He also had some laughable, laughable quotes. It's a copy of what Liv is doing, which is not true at all. Like, it's just not. There isn't a team element. There's, there. there's not like upfront cash. You have to play your way in. Like the metrics for it are have deal with some on course. 72 holes. <laughs> yeah. There's a cut, I think, for now, maybe. We'll see. It's, it's commissioned it's commissioned by the it'll be commissioned by the betting uh won't yeah, be sanctioned. People won't be worried that it's fixed. Uh there are a lot of hypocrites out there. Westy is uh has revealed himself to not be the brightest bulb in the drawer uh this past year plus. He's cashing checks though. He's doing all right. I guess like if I'm the PGA tour and I've allegedly, hopefully, secured this commitment from these 23 guys. You got to be feeling pretty good. You have big changes coming, and your opponent might be larded up with Westy and Matt Jones and Stenson and Stenson and I, Charles I Howell the third. They've got 48 spots. I, I understand they could just tell someone to get lost right away like they have for others, but... I mean, they probably got to stay committed to Chase Kepka, right? I mean, like they just have a lot of commitments made to some some sort of detritus at this point, and not a ton of room. They can't keep growing. I guess they could. I guess they could do whatever they want. The forty eight can can become. They could know, ma- they could just demote 90... people to the the Asian tour. It could be like a two way contract, right? Yes, it could. But I think if you're the PGA Tour, you, you look imagine, at some of the guys there. Can you imagine if to. they demoted Westy to the Asian Tour and he had to go to like Thailand? And if he still got his money, then <laughs> yeah. what the hell? You know, that's what he signed up for. But they're going to get some guys next week. I don't know if that's going to change the dynamic dramatically, quite honestly. A couple of them. Cam Smith, who maybe. Maybe another Cameron. One that nobody really cares about. <laughs> well. Well, then actually, I can honestly say I've, you know, of all the never Camerons, once cared that's about the Cameron. <laughs> of all the Camerons that ever Cameron, that's the Cameron you chose. Um, anyways, uh, all right. Do you want to talk about TGL at all? This kind of got felt like a weird time to reveal all the TGL like back to back. Maybe it was the right time. Maybe that's what Rory had it all planned out. This other thing that he does own, has equity in, doesn't have its own TV deal, probably will. It doesn't seem like the PGA Tour has a, probably has a stake or had to approve it. But it's it's Rory and Tiger's thing. Um, and so he's there just changing the world of golf all, you know, every which way, he and Tiger. So this is a... This is a I think this eight, is a big deal. 18 players in a league split into six teams. They go head-to-head over the course of 15 Monday nights throughout the season. It looks like it's heavy in the front, right? Q1, Q1 loading yeah. a lot of those Monday nights through Q1. Um, it's supposed to, you know, kind of amplify the PGA Tour. Uh, there's no TV contract. I saw Chris Jones, the Esquire, or former Esquire writer, made the made like an amusing tweet just about like, this is the greatest like old man sort of, ninja move that tiger's ever pulled he's going to get paid a ton of money to play golf without walking having to walk you know strenuously up and down and to and fro 
it's like an amazing thing he's he's pulled out here. But it, you know, we we kind of laughed on Wednesday. We're like tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, like what is it? Is other than these three guys, Tiger, Rory, and Mike McCarley. And then we got a lot of details the next day on their first endeavor, which is TGL. Um, cold, hard details. Do you have any reaction? I, I think this is a really big deal in terms of the idea. I think the tour has been very closed off. It's been, it's our way or the highway. You know, you look at their strategy over the years of like, yeah, we aren't going to, we, we're not going to work with somebody. We're just going to do that ourselves and, and become gluttonous and not do it very well. And here's them operating more as a platform and letting their players build something off of their platform with their blessing. Also doesn't seem to have any sort of uh, Manichaean restrictions on it of who yes. could play and not. So if Tiger says this stud at Stanford is awesome and I love this guy and I want maybe Stanford's a maybe bad it's example. Westy. Maybe there's an NIL issue. <laughs> I don't know. But you know what I mean? There's a cool fairy tour guy. Do you think they're inviting Westy? No, I don't think I don't think Westy's getting invited anywhere. Westy Island is <laughs> Westy just shouting things to like you know a, a big boulder on the beach about how they're copying us. You know, a lot of people came and said, you know, Westy's not a real bright guy. When we were you know getting at you know Westy Island, this, that, and the other, uh, you know, feeding him to it, and, and you know, the last year was Twitter activity and bullying has not revealed him to be. Great. Anyways, he won't get asked. But I, I do like the idea that, you know, it's teams of three, right? 18 players total, six six teams of three. Like, there's no restriction on necessarily who, who could come, right? They could get a young guy that they think has star potential. Well, like, it's another avenue for these guys to make money, too. And, like, it's also just like, hey... It's something for golf fans on Monday night. Like people get home from work and it's, you know, is it going to be great? Like, am I expecting to be as riveted by this as a major championship? No, but it doesn't have to be. And it seems like it's in the lens of like, this is not a serious golf competition. No, it's indoor. It's, you know, it's tech (laughs) and, you know, it's like a top golf inside sort of do a punch shot, do a what? That's my understanding of it. Right. And I think it'll give us a lens into some of the players. Like you're going to, like, you're actually going to see some personality. I think it's a good, just in general, a, who knows? This could flop. Sounds like it could be lucrative. Yeah. It could be lucrative. It could flop. It could suck. But does it really matter? They tried something. And that's that's the thing that's encouraging to me is that there's some shred of trying something new for a sport that's kind of been aging and in in a decline. Like you know, like TV numbers are de- are in a decline. Like I am a traditionalist. I like the great golf tournaments, competitive golf, but I like the idea of just trying something. I like the idea of the tour being an open shop that's allowing a shred of innovation from the outside world without trying to gobble it up. You know, just think about, I mean, Norman wanted to do the world tour with Fincham years ago and Norman's an off-putting character. But if you think about the history of that, Norman brought the idea to Fincham, wanted to do it and Fincham effectively just stole it and did it himself. That was old school tour. And this is, this is a little bit different. This is a like 
a we give you your blessing and we're you know we're out of your way right i should also say that the notion that live guys suggesting that they copied us greg norman among them is ridiculous given that they completely ripped off the pgl now that's just the way the world like <laughs> a, a lot of point. people a lot of people have these ideas it's like live what's in just like cook this up out of nowhere a lot of people had ideas for i don't know putting the best players in the world together more often the and not to mention the whole saudi golf league that became live was a complete ripoff of the pgl like completely so them to suggest that the tour is ripping us off doesn't seem like a wise tactic uh i think there's other ways you could criticize them but that's not the way to go about it tgl on the other hand i i, I get you i i think it's cool i think it's absolutely worthwhile i'm excited to watch as someone who's just sat in on a, uh, a lot of meetings and watched a lot of different things over the last 10 years about this is how we get the millennials, this is how we get the younger audience, whatever it is now after millennials, like I've just seen a lot of stuff flop, almost all of it flop. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of like crazy nonsense that's thrown against the wall. Some of it makes sense, some of it's well intentioned, some of it's not. Um, like those hero world or the hero challenges, right? On the Euro tour where they, now they hit the ball and there's flames and they're hitting the targets and all this stuff before like the British masters. Now, like it was cool once and then it was gone. This is going to have Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy and probably a big TV contract. So like, does that mean this one works? Maybe. Yeah. And I think like the thing that generally happens is like, oh, that never, that'll never work. This didn't work. Shot makers didn't work. So this won't work is the general. I didn't think it got enough time. The general idea is like just because one thing didn't work doesn't mean that we shouldn't try something else. That is a very bad mentality. Totally. So totally. I'm going to have an open mind. I don't know if it'll work and I, I don't know if it'll be, you know, really entertaining, but I'll I'll give it a shot. This is 2024, right? This is not coming next year. Yeah. Starting January 2024. That might actually signal boost uh, where the elevated events will be. Those dates where they place those. Yeah. Well, I think, well, yeah, you could have them all in conjunction too. you know, like here's our elevated schedule. Here's the TGL schedule. Well, yeah. It. And they'll probably be the same exact. I'm telling you, you do that, it the Monday after an elevated event ends. I think the Monday night before. So you're going to require guys to get in like I that's guess when Monday. they get in either way. Like a lot yeah. of them get in Monday afternoon, right? Some of them, unless you have a yeah. Hope you don't get a Monday finish, but yeah, you're right. I guess that makes sense. Well, they won't be playing the week before. Probably not. Uh, except for the FedEx cup. All right. That does it. Anything else you got on the momentous changes happening to the PGA tour? We kind of went all over the place. There's a lot of different stuff going on. Um, I, 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 we're a couple you know, days I hope I didn't come across as too negative. I, I, I am very so. excited about their, their step as, and, I just, I just hope that the the small details are are worked out by the right people, and and that's where what gives me concern is after what we've gone through of, as golf fans for the last two years, watching the tour picked apart by you know while inaction was done, you know was the administration's response was inaction, you know Look, is is it's troubling to have it right back in the hands of said administration to to figure out how to make this really work. Had we recorded this right after Jay Monahan finished and Rory finished speaking, it would be a much different tone. But this is when we're recording now 24 hours later. And like we've talked about, we were very excited. Like we've tweeted, we've talked in, internally. Everybody's generally excited. It's great. 
now we're like we're getting the analysis of it a little bit or at least trying to think about how it's going to go that's all like this is like it's not too negative it's just you have to all right this is awesome now what and we can't just talk about what it is at this point because it's been out there now for 24 hours so all right that does it andy enjoy your weekend um enjoy the net preferred lies tour championship um you looking forward to anything from the net championship what's your cameron best case scenario rory and cameron smith today best case scenario i mean that the 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 net the low low gross doesn't win on the leaderboard every year that's the best case scenario we've had it three years in a row now we need it three years in a row and this will be maybe the death knell of the net tour championship the playoffs think- the playoffs is the biggest question of what happens with this thing what do you mean by that i'd do love to give a shit about the playoffs just or are they just another just elevated event execute them how are they more than an elevated event the playoffs that's the thing how, how yeah. you know right if they'd be better served just making them you know making it three really good events that fit into the elevated and have a season-long race and just this this is that right somebody somebody could like you know to me it feels kind of silly that we're even doing this with the season scotty scheffler's hat well here's another thing you're talking about best case scenario like if Cameron Smith wins the FedEx, Cup, oh my god! What I have another a separate interest in, and it's totally inconsequential. It's just meant to shout at each other about. Did the players vote him Player of the Year? He has to be. I right? mean, he, he won the Players, the Open, and the FedEx Cup. I know Scotty Scheffler has had an amazing year too. But do the players? We've seen the players now hold the FedEx Cup as the almighty. You know, when, when Rory beat out Brooks because he won the FedEx Cup while Brooks won major. I, you know, it's an interesting... I, nobody cares about the player of the year except for the debate before they actually announce the player of the year. But what do they the, do that when he goes to live? What would the tour do? They probably would say that he's in, ineligible because he's teed up in live now and give it to Scheffler. But like, what does the tour do be. with all their marketing materials if Cam Smith wins and the two most marketed events, the players <laughs> oh, no. and the FedEx Cup? Do they just run back the same ads, or do they like do they gear them around Rory? Like, what do you do if if Cam Smith wins this and you literally like the two things that you market the most? Yeah, and, the, and what you know who's featured in those are the defending champion. Are are is gone, you know. Yeah. What? Well, hopefully, for their sake, he's got a he's four back. He's got a way to go, though. He's being rather defiant. He's like four shots is nothing, as we saw. You know, he made up four shots pretty quickly. I'd be kind of scared of him four back just because of what he did at the open. I mean, you think about Cam Smith's year too, like what he did to John Rahm at the start. Like that was one of the most impressive wins because he went toe to toe. At that time, we, you know, Cam Smith was a nice player. You know, we didn't know he was going to become this elite player, but he went just like he just smashed. You know, he went toe to toe with John Rahm and beat him 
in a, like a birdie fest at Kapalua. Like nobody else was close. You know, world number one at that point, you know, without a doubt, best player in the world, he went toe-to-toe and beat. They went to the players in the way he did it with that shot on 17. He comes back on Rory at the open, you know? Right. And then right. he comes back from four. Like, I mean, I should say six back. This, this six reflects back. our the just absolute mishmash of a staggered start leaderboard. Because we have no, I mean, is he four? Is he six? He's six back. I didn't commit that to memory. And if you did, you're a lunatic. Anyone who did does, you know uh, that uh, that Scheffler holds a, let's see, it'd be a 77 point lead over Patrick Cantlay in the FedEx Cup standings. That That's what equates this year to two shots. So it could 30, be 20,000. So 33 and a half. <laughs> So give me 20,000 points ahead. And do you know what that would equate to next year? What's that? A two shot. Two shot. <laughs> he could be one point ahead. Two shots. Two lead. shot lead. Well, this... that gets to the part of what does the FedEx cup even mean? What is it? What is it? What does it translate to currency? So, all right, that's it. That does it for, you don't want to talk about Patrick Reed's lawyer claiming he's going to get, Tiger, Rory, and Jay Monahan to testify under oath. I don't think there's anything we can do with that. So um, the clay man on its face. <laughs> the clay, the clay man. <laughs> you, you always got to worry about the clay man bombing in, ruining a party from <laughs> the world safe for I don't know PGA Tour lunatics and their significant others. Um, all right. That does it. Everyone enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the tour championship. Just enjoy it. Have a little fun with it. Whether they're playing the ball down, up, or whatever you want. Uh, you know, Coca-Cola, this, that. You know, they're Southern no, Company. Know that this might might be the last time you see it Could this be. this warm. Well, they're going to do it next year. Next year, we're locked in, right? We only, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> who can say? After this week, who can say? All right. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we made a little bit of sense, a little bit of light of this. Uh, We'll be back Monday, I'm sure, to talk more about it. 